Welcome to the Bamba and Tim podcast. This is the first regular episode we've done in a minute. We got hella busy um, as usual, and now we're back. Uh, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. That last one with Sophia was cool. But now we got a soon-to-be-married man and a uh, soon-to-be-starting-his-first-big-boy-job me and uh, a whole summer to talk about, pretty much, that we didn't even talk about on the podcast. So I don't even know where the hell to start, but how are you doing, uh, Nathan? Pretty good. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, so maybe you should start talking about your, uh, your, you, you always have like this like crazy job. I feel like all the time you're just like, oh yeah, I just started work at, you know, the DA's office in LA and I'm like prosecuting criminals or now, oh yeah, I'm just working on this case for this guy. And I'm just like, you know, his lead, lead I'm just like his lead lawyer on the case and I'm just helping him with like X, Y, Z. You talk about it so casually. Like, it's just, I'm like, oh, it's just like, it's such a nuisance to get this job. Everyone gets one of these jobs. Like, but it's freaking cool. Every time you talk about your job, I'm like, what the hell? But then you tell me sub- subsequently, but they're not paying me shit. <laughs> That's always the funny part is that you're doing like all the work and they're not paying you. But how, what is that? How's, how's that been? Yeah. So right now I work for the it's like California Department of Tax and Fee Administration. So that sounds boring, though. <laughs> it does sound very boring. But basically, like there's this program called the Tax Assistance or Tax Appeals Assistance Program where if you have like a tax appeal that's like under 30k um the state i didn't even know this but that's kind of cool the state will provide you with free representation through a law student from like these six california law schools it's not all of them but oh really so it's only your school and like other ones too or it's like i can't remember all of them but i think it's us like uci ucla um usc um lmu and usd that's cool that chapman got on that list that's epic. yeah yeah i mean the guy who runs the program literally went to chapman oh he's wow. a chapman alum so that might be a, a reason but so chapman gets that respect though next maybe. to ucla and usc <laughs> so that's cool yeah maybe i don't know i mean it's definitely not like you know whittier law school or something so um a little bit better so but yeah it's it's interesting i didn't even know about this program um but basically that's what i do is like i help um represent people who have like um tax appeals and stuff like that um and it's kind of cool because you get to like actually have real clients that's like not it's not you like working with your own lawyer's clients it's like your own clients like they're assigned to you and so that's kind of cool you got to learn like um how to interact with them and how to talk to them and how to actually represent them like um i had to do that this past wednesday i think um for one of them and there's like real stakes because if you don't do well, like this person's going to get like, you know, I mean, they are going to pay up like $20,000 or something. Oh, so, well, it's that much. Like how much is it for like your clients right now? It really is like in the thousands for sure. Um, so, you know, a lot of these, these people are like appealing tax bills that they feel like aren't their fault. And um I would understand in like every single one of their cases that they really seem like they have like a legitimate argument. Um, whether it fits in line with the law is a different story, but um, yeah, it's actually, it's pretty cool. I feel like it's, I like it more than the DAs, not because it's more interesting, but because I think it's like a way to help people without getting like PTSD. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> without having to see people get murdered on the exactly. sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and you still feel like you're helping people and, um, like a lot of these people like are, you know, people who wouldn't have representation if we weren't there for them, they'd have to do this on their own. And that's, 
pretty much like an instant like an instant l basically i didn't even know you could so, fight taxes like what taxes are they fighting um so basically like the cdtfa is like the state so there's like the irs right the irs is like federal tax and then the state has its own tax bureau and that's what i'm part of this is like cdtfa but no one ever talks about them because they always mirror the irs everything the irs docks you on like they're just going to dock you on but there are certain things um for instance california has like certain sales and use taxes and certain laws that go with that that like only they'll come after you for and that's when people get like weirded out because um they'll be like oh like why why am i getting this like bill i've never even heard of these people you know, you hear of the IRS, but you don't hear about CDTFA. And so it's just interesting, like, for instance, and it, and the tax laws, like, kind of touch upon, like, so many different sectors of society. So, you know, like, one of my clients has, like, a boat and, um, like, there's, like, taxes that have to do with that, with, like, a commercial fishing license. There's, like, taxing that goes with that. And there's also one of my clients is, like, on... Um, like he has a cigarette and tobacco shop mm-hmm. and that has its own like form of taxes too. And then one of my other clients is with customs tax. So it's kind of cool because you have the, all these different kinds of cases, um, which is like great. I really like that. Um, it keeps it interesting, but um, I don't know. It's really... I didn't even know you could fight that. Like you get a tax, you know what I mean? Like if I got a tax for anything, I wouldn't even question it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to try to fight this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you could appeal it. And in their cases, like it actually makes sense right. because like, I don't know if I'm allowed to share, but it's like there's certain things that happen. They're like, and also I think appealing is free too. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to appeal, it's free. The thing is your tax bill collects interest though during a time. So for some of them, they just paid the bill already. So it doesn't collect interest and then they just appeal it because why not right and then um if they win they'll get a refund but some of them they they they, you know tax bill is like almost the price of a car so it's like 20 something thousand and they don't want to pay it right they don't have the money so that's something that they appeal because they they have no choice so that's another situation too but yeah i don't know it's interesting i actually like the job it was actually really good for my needs like this summer especially with the engagement everything um and i don't know my next job from what i know is gonna be a lot more work so i'm kind of not looking and so what's to that, the next job i'm gonna be working as like a law clerk at this uh personal injury like law firm so it's my first like private sector job instead of public um so and they already told me beforehand they're like it's gonna be kind of a lot of work and I is that like, one paid right. too or is there all unpaid all unpaid so far well this one's at least externship so at least you get class like credit for it so oh like, okay that's good which is like better than nothing yeah. but yeah i'm i don't know i'm not looking forward to it um so we'll see your resume is gonna be so beefy though like your resume already just after these three it's i know you you're like always like oh yeah everyone does this you're like yeah everyone everyone's resume looks like this but i, I just can't see how that's true like that doesn't make any sense but i don't know is that the case? So do you feel like most people at Chapman are like having a resume that's as beefy as yours there? But or I, I guess I feel like yeah. I don't know. I I talked to one of like a lawyer like two weeks ago in like my mock interview, and he did say that mine is like better than most people like my age because of the DA thing, um, which because most people don't have legal experience until they start 
so currently like this should be my first job but it's really my second and then so that kind of already looks good but I don't know I just feel like it's like I'm so used to you know in law school you kind of um all the attention is on like the top 30 percent like they they kind of get like a lot of attention especially because like there's a lot of panelists and people that come to speak bless you and um you know I feel like it's it's easy to compare yourself oh bless you man it's easy to compare yourself to uh yeah to people who um you know are doing really really well for themselves and you don't really hear about what i guess like the average person or what like a below average person's doing so i don't know i i feel like it's there like there ain't weird. no way that below average is having three separate internships or like jobs in law like while in college there's no way that's below average you can't tell know. me that's below average that's not, or or even average there ain't no way you chose the you chose the freaking profession with the tryhards <laughs> that's the, that's the problem it is like yeah. any other profession if you had that much experience while in school you would be like an a player but yeah i think it's weird like because yeah you kind of feel really stupid in law school that's why like i wouldn't really recommend law school to like anyone really unless oh, it you sounds really, terrible everything you've yeah. told me about law school i'm just like thank god i kind of get it now why people are so against it like when i was going into law school everyone was like don't go to law school i'm still gonna go to law school but <laughs> but yeah. it's it's definitely like not fun you know it's it's very like competitive and yeah you're really with the tryhards it really feels like i'm back in like ib at valencia which yeah. was mentally draining on its own because you feel like super stupid and then you go to like community college and you're like, oh, I'm actually not. Stupid. I'm a genius. <laughs> you go to community genius. college. I don't know about like, genius, wow. but you definitely don't feel like dumb, you know, and now you're back in law school and you feel dumb again. So it's like, I don't know. But I guess everyone feels that way. Even like even people like toward the top, I know, get really bad imposter syndrome. So, yeah, it's not not the most fun career. Um, but Because all know. the people who like were really good at school and really good at like you know that we're being pushed to go further they're all getting funneled into like stem or being a doctor or being a lawyer right and so you're getting the funnel of the best people but basically which is i guess i didn't really like think about that going <laughs> i mean yeah. i did but i didn't think it would like i'd really feel it but i also kind of like i don't know if i knew what i was getting myself into but i don't know it's it's fine you know we're we're in it already so yeah, that's Just good. It's going so it well, though. That's good. It's going well with the tax and everything. And oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> well, see, you get one of these people to pay you. You got to get one of these people to I pull know. out their checkbook. I know. I mean, it's not definitely not as interesting as what you're about to be doing. That's for sure. I think I don't know yeah. if uh, I don't think Tim shared it on the podcast, or maybe you have on the last one. I don't remember. I, don't, if you did. I think I barely briefly mentioned maybe it. briefly mentioned it. But, but yeah, after months of yeah. basically the whole entire time we've been on break from the podcast, I've been applying and interviewing along with working at digicom and i've had interviews almost every single day uh which was a lot for sure in the past few months i'm glad it's finally over uh, i found a great uh great job i think i hopefully it's a great job it's uh, at visual edge it in costa mesa uh i'll be selling cybersecurity printers and copiers uh to various businesses which is nice and it's an account executive position so 
It's going to be uh, the full sales cycle from cold calling to closing, which is something I was looking for. And yeah, I'm not looking forward to the commute, but I'm looking forward to the job. It was interesting because I uh, I've talked to everyone at the office. Like I've talked to like six people at the office. I just reached out to on LinkedIn, but I haven't actually been to the office yet, so I'm a little nervous. I am praying they don't have an open floor plan. Fuck open floor plans, man. I want my own goddamn space. I want to bring my own goddamn you want your fish. cubicle. <laughs> I would love a cubicle. That's like I feel like that's like so necessary in an office space. I feel like. After working, I mean, our office space is like kind of open at Digicom, but no one, there's no other salespeople, so it doesn't even matter. You know, it's not like anyone's, uh, but yeah, I feel like it's so important to have your own space uh, in the office. I'm worried about that. Um, but yeah, so this is my last week at Digicom. I already put in my two weeks last week. Uh, we're right in the middle of the two weeks. So next week is my last week. I don't really know what's going to go on with my cold callers. I haven't really been able to give them any guidance. I've just been try to organize everything, collect everything. I already submitted my commission. I'm already, it's like really getting down to the wire. It doesn't even feel real. Um, yeah, everyone's been super nice. Sad to see me go. Christine and Mike were super nice about it. Um, Chloe was nice about it. Uh, yeah. And so I'm, uh, it's, I'm in a huge transition right now where I'm just going to go to my first full-time job and it's, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking, exciting, you know, everything at the same time. So not looking forward to the commute, but it's going to be about an hour each way. So that's going to be a bummer. Um, but yeah, I hope I'm really hoping that their computer that they give us is good because if it's not, I'm going to want to use my own computer. That's something that's super important to me where I'm like, I hate using a slow computer. That's the worst fucking thing ever. So yeah, I really know nothing at this point though. I really don't know that much about what I'll be selling. I don't know that much about really anything. So it's a little bit of a question mark, but I've, I've talked to enough people at the office where I think I've gotten a grasp on it, but yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool thing too. Cause coming down to the wire, uh, you know, I had another offer and they were trying to get me on their team and then visual edge it was trying to get me on their team. So it was nice. It all, uh, all worked out. I got about through the whole job search process. I've rejected about, uh, five other positions that I was offered to get to this one. So it's been a grind. It's been a grind. Um, but I'm glad that it's been uh, Digicom set me up because they made me desirable enough to get those offers. And uh, yeah, it's also going to kind of suck being the first one in the friend group to go full time. Besides, like, I mean, Ryan, I don't really know Ryan like that well, but uh, and Christian is in <clears throat> Idaho. So, I mean, well, there's a reason why we don't see Ryan Christian a lot. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's going to be insane. I know one thing that I was telling Tim um, before the podcast was like, dude, we got to lock in like our time of the week or something together. That way, um, our friendship doesn't die along with your <laughs> part-time job, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause that's gonna, it's gonna suck, man. I know I've heard the, I've heard the horror stories of the full timers, you know, you've shared a couple on the podcast with yeah, Steve and yeah. stuff like that. Those, those people aren't working in an office though. So I'm hoping that the office doesn't drain me as much as like being on your feet all day. And the good thing about sales is that you get a very dynamic kind of uh, work environment where if you want to get out of the office, you could uh, schedule those meetings and just get out of the office. And uh, so you could do that if you want. If you want to do everything inside, you kind of can do that. It's, it seems like this job is going to give me a lot of freedom. That's what was really important to me, too, is that you're allowed to even like wine and dine clients, like set your own prices, set your own margins. Uh, the commission structure seems super fair, like. 
after year one, if I have everything on target earnings and everything, uh, they're pretty much paying me one to one where they're making as much money off me as they're paying me, which I think is very fair. So, uh, and the benefits are really good. And I know I've heard about the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's yeah. not saying a lot, but he's got really good health care now. <laughs> well, not yet. I have to wait three months. I think oh, I have yeah, to get well, out of the probation. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, no technicality, but four hundred one k match. You know, Ooh, the whole okay. the whole uh, nine year. Well, the four hundred one k match is is a little light though. It's like you put in five percent and they pay you. F- they match at four percent. You know, because it's like one hundred percent match up to three percent, and then fifty percent match for the other two percent. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Um, that's still yeah. great, man. Better than no match. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the average is five percent match, but it, they have other things that are cool. It's gonna be weird getting off. I'm, I'm like my my plan is uh, a year from now. Uh, my goal is to be completely financially ready to be financially independent, where I'm paying for everything, and if I want to move out, I am 100 percent ready to. Uh, so that's my goal, and and to be off of everything. So all of the insurance, healthcare, everything is. Uh, is going to me and so it's definitely you know which is i think a given when you're working full-time like i'm not gonna be on other people's stuff so yeah so it's uh it's all happening fast but yeah so it's gonna be uh, hopefully a year from now i uh if i want to i can move out if i want to stay at home i could still save but i'll be uh 100 ready to to do whatever makes the most sense and um yeah so i don't know i don't know what else to say about it it's kind of it's kind of a yeah, I'm just re- I'm honestly just relieved to be done applying and interviewing because that's a uh, that drains you. That drains you. Um, and even with me, I was getting good results. I can't even imagine people who are like really having to grind for stuff. Like I feel like I was pretty fortunate to have that Digicom experience and college uh, graduate, and uh, so I was getting a lot of responses. But people who don't have that, it's got to be a grind. So. Yeah, got to shout out my mentor Mike though. My mentor Mike, he uh, he he hooked it up in like the whole interview process. So that was great. It's so interesting too because once you accept an offer, also I like so then I told all of my people I was talking to, all my contacts that I accepted the offer, and something like changes. Something changes with them where they're like they somehow like respect it in a way. I don't know how to describe it. Where like. After I, every single person I told that I accepted the offer were like, let's connect on LinkedIn. Let's keep a professional connection. I got the guy, the, um, the area VP of sales for Gallagher, who was, he was trying to get me into their company. Um, and he introduced me to like the area president of Gallagher and the, um, the president of service at Gallagher, like um, amazing contacts that I got to do, uh, video calls with last week I actually went and got lunch with the the VP of sales at Gallagher um so like he was super nice about that as so we got lunch and um everyone is just like wanted to connect after I don't know what it is about like hmm. accepting a job interesting. I it's, it's, it's interesting I didn't think it was going to be like that I thought it was gonna be like oh you're not applying for a city board good luck you know what I mean or, yeah yeah but instead it was like oh no I want I'm like now I'm even more interested you know what I mean in um, connecting with you. I don't know what what it was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in a space I do not know nothing about, man. So yeah. And at the start of this application process, that's what I really realized. I didn't know shit. I didn't know shit about really the sales career path that much. Whatever like title was called, whatever um, uh, like how the process of everything, uh, the 
because like I was like I yeah I started out like applying for jobs I was way overly qualified for so I did a lot of practice interviews and then transitioned into applying the jobs that were kind of a stretch and then kind of found my sweet spot uh, where it was a uh, yeah so it was a, so much of a learning curve to get here and I was glad to have a mentor that could really navigate me through that so that was cool um, but yeah really like three months ago I didn't know shit I was like kind of just at Digicom happy at Digicom and. And I then realized, oh wait, like I shouldn't be happy at Digicom. I should be trying to, trying to leverage this a little bit. And so I'm glad I did. So, yeah. Yeah, that's insane, man. I don't know. I, I don't know anything. I don't know if that's like a sales thing or if that's like a just a professional thing, like the whole like connections and all that stuff. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really introverted. So I'm like, I can't get lunch at random people. But you know. You that totally could. You totally could. If it's a professional capacity, it's easy. I mean, it's not like, uh, yeah. And he offered it. I didn't even. I didn't Dang. even think. I, I. He was like, "Yeah, let's grab lunch." And I was like, "Okay, cool." That's true. I guess if I was offered, it, I would go do it. I didn't yeah. like say like, "Let's grab lunch." Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But I did. What I did is every single person I reached out to. I probably. Oh man, that was like the funnest part about interviewing for me, at least. It was just being able to. Uh, after I interviewed to a company, what my mentor had me do, which I highly recommend to everyone, is you get LinkedIn Premium, and then. You just reach out to all of the people who have uh, the same position as you or like are higher up at the company in the same field in the office that you're trying to apply for. And then you try to talk with them. That was OP, dude. I, I met with so many cool people. And all I did was just like send them a message just being like, hey, I'm trying to get every advantage I can in the hiring process. I wanted to talk to you more about the company. And, you know, if we could do a 10 minute call or a coffee, I would love to talk with you and then. Everyone did the ten minute call rather than the coffee. No one, no one opted for the coffee. So, uh, yeah, and that one, um, I met a lot of really cool people uh, throughout the past couple of months. So that was, uh, I've now have a lot of professional contacts, and yeah. Did you know that um, Notion pushed me through to like the in a, in a way I, I connected with the recruiter because basically there was this recruiter at Pacific Companies that I was interviewing with. Uh, and we did an in-person interview and she was there and then they were like, how do you stay organized? And then for some reason, this was early in the interview process. I don't think I would have said that today. I'm better at interviewing now, but I brought up Notion for some reason. And the recruiter uses Notion and loves Notion. So we had like a whole thing there and then she, yeah. she pushed me through the CEO and that was the one with the golden Wait, why wouldn't you say Notion now though? Because Notion is a great way to stay organized. Because I would just talk about my, I would leverage my CRM in my calendar oh. rather than a personal thing. So, um. Yeah, I probably just wouldn't bring it up, but yeah, but that uh, no, but then I did the awful interview with the CEO, which was one of my worst interviews. I had a few bad interviews too. Did I talk about any interviews you on did. the podcast? You yeah. did talk about one of the bad ones. Yeah, I've had a few bad ones. You could just—I feel like every single interview I did, though, I could tell like right after. Like the ones I didn't feel good about, I like knew right away, and the ones I felt good about, I knew right away. Like I wasn't ever um, surprised. My current company, I'm I I, I accepted. The first interview I did with my boss, the branch manager Richard, we did it. We interviewed for two and a half hours. He he said it was the longest interview he ever did, and we just really hit it off, me and him. And so, I kind of knew I wanted to work with him right off the bat. So, it's good to connect with uh, your manager like that right away. That's amazing. Yeah, two so. and a half hours. That's crazy. That means it was just kind of like very at that casual point, yeah, yeah at that point you guys are just kind of getting along yeah we're just like shooting the shit and so he golfs and he loves fantasy football and so we talked a lot about there that, you go so. there you go that was mostly interview was just and talking golfing about is golfing. such a great 
That's, skill. That is one of the reasons they hired me. I'm not. Even, I didn't think that golfing. I thought golfing was kind of like a um, people just say it to like as an excuse to get into golf. Every single person in my office golfs, and one of the reason that I got this job is because I would fit the culture. That so basically because I golf is like one of the main reasons, and uh, and they golf with clients a lot. They golf as a company a lot, so it's a huge part of the industry and. That's amazing. So golfing is yeah. legitimately going to help me in my career. It already did. Like I think I think it legitimately is one of the reasons I got this job. Like maybe not the reason, but uh weirdly enough, it actually was. I, I think it was just doing similar things to other I don't know. I might use the uh signing bonus to get myself a new set of clubs though, I'm thinking. Yeah. Or, but I should okay, the thing is is that I have a dilemma. Because if I was smart, I would use the money on lessons and get better at golf, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I really want clubs. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a dilemma because I, uh, yeah, I want to do what's not best for me and get the clubs. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's really going to suck though with golfing though too, because all of the current people I golf with are like twilight budget golfers in a sense, you know what I mean? Cause they're not full-time, they're not working full-time job, but now I'm going to be full-time only have the weekends available and I'm going to want to do the bougie weekend tea times, which is like, if you could golf during the week, why would you ever do a weekend tea time? It's so much cheaper. So I don't know what's going to happen to my golf buddies. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably not going to want to golf with me that much on the weekends. So we'll see, but I'll make new golf buddies at work. So it'll work out either. I don't know if Julian's going to want to Julian already. Like this weekend was already like uh, iffy about going to a weekend morning tea time. Cause they're like minimum, they're like 60 bucks at the tea time minimum uh in the weekends but yeah so yeah that so it's um yeah it's a big transition in my life right now though dang i'm never gonna see emily too i'm barely gonna see emily because she works in the afternoon every day and i'm gonna be getting back home at six so yeah so it's gonna be uh, emily's a server if you guys didn't know olive garden at the og yeah and so basically yeah servers make all their money at night basically well, so. Emily also is trying to get out of serving, so hopefully she'll get a job in psychology, like a nine to five soon. So that that's a, a good thing. But I'm guessing she's not really rigorously applying, so it's probably going to take a while for that. So. I mean, serving's good money too. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's good money. It's really good money. So, yeah, dude, imagine I, I looking back on it though. I'm like, God damn it! Emily worked at Starbucks for five years. She could have worked serving and made literally double the money if she just went into serving. Yeah. But I don't know. Five years is uh, a lot, though, at Starbucks. That that kind of looks good a little bit, you know? Yeah, at least, yeah, loyalty, that stuff, so. Yeah, I was like, did you come for four and a half years? So. Yeah. That's something you got that I don't, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I started at Digicom, I told Mike this, too, which I think that he appreciated. I was 15 and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and I was just, like, in high school, went there for a summer with you, worked with you. That was awesome. Cold calling. Um, which I loved at the time and still love. Uh, and then now I want to make it my career. You know what I mean? So I told Mike that and I was like, I don't know if I could give a bigger compliment to Digicom. You know, like I love Digicom. I uh, am internally grateful to Digicom. They set me up. So I just feel so much gratitude towards Digicom right now. And uh, even though I'm transitioning and it's not right for me this time, it's time for me to move on. Um, yeah, I literally, Digicom literally hooked it the fuck up. So, I mean, like, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they set me up, and uh, if it wasn't for them, I'd have to be going into cold calling right now, or probably a different industry. So, uh, 
they kind of gave me a career path, which uh, I'm really excited That's about. That's invaluable. Yeah. 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 So I literally could not be more grateful for Digicom. Like, they're the best. I'm uh, nervous about what's going to happen to the cold callers because they're not even hiring a replacement yet. So I don't know what's going to, they're probably going to, yeah, they're probably going to get fired. So yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, that, it's a big transition. I do so much for the company. Though. You should see what I'm putting together for Digicom. It's like, she asked me for my passwords, right? So uh, Christine asked me for my passwords. It took me two days just to remember all the passwords that I had. And it ended up being four pages long of passwords of different various things that I just like have a Digicom, you know, including the cold, the cold calls were probably a page of that, but like three pages of just like various websites I use and the passwords. And yeah. Wow. Wow, man. That's, I had all, all the yeah. marketing, all the sales, all the managing of the cold callers, you know, it's had some pretty big uh, pillars. So they're kind of fucked, but yeah, I'm, I'm organizing it in a way where it will be easy to pick up the pieces though. So yeah, dang, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, yeah, they haven't really given me much guidance on what to do. So I don't even really know. Like in this two weeks, I'm like, it's so weird. Cause my CRM for the past four years, I put something on a CRM and I know I'm going to do it, you know? And I'm like, I'll click on the date. I'll say like, okay, in three weeks from now, I'm going to be calling this guy. And every morning I come in and I have my tasks. And now when I don't have to reach out for, to someone for a month, I click on the next month, I click on a date and I'm not going to be there. You know, so it's a weird feeling to have all these tasks and then I'm not going to be there for them or have all these projects that I'm trying to like facilitate that I'm not even going to be involved with. So... Yeah, I'm trying to keep it as normal and I'm trying to just put in as much effort as possible, but it's kind of hard to put in effort when you know it's not going anywhere, you know? So, yeah, it's wow. Uh, sales transitioning out of a sales job when you're the only salesperson is freaking weird because <laughs> you're Well, and it's weird cuz they're also going through their own transition too. <laughs> right. I talked to Christine about that too. I asked her. I was like, "And so I guess, dude, so I guess Mike isn't going with them. Mike's staying." Okay. So Christine and Mikey are going to the Philippines, but Mike is staying. So isn't that crazy? That he's staying with Digicom. So he's his wife is going to the, but they're going to just be back and forth all the time. So. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So Digicom will uh, survive. But Digicom will prevail. Digicom will prevail. I don't know about their marriage. I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't want. No, Digicom will prevail. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, but there, yeah. So I guess some, I wonder where Marco's going, but yeah. Dang, yeah, probably with Christine. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how uh, set in stone that is or anything, but yeah, because Christine just got back. Christine got back the day after I put in my two weeks, so she was like, "Hey, dude!" And when I was talking to her, like she started tearing up, and it made it was like so sad. I didn't even realize like they're like really sad. I'm leaving. I didn't even like. I'm, they've never showed emotion towards me like working there, and I was like. They both were extremely sad I'm leaving, so. Dang, how did Mike react? Mike was just like, it was, <laughs> so I go in there to get my two weeks, and basically he's like, oh, can you go into the conference room? Like, if I'm in here, I'm going to be so distracted on my computer. And so I get into the office. Well, first, I'll, I'll run through the whole thing. I get into the, it's like the first time I've quit a job, too, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but I get into the office, I look into Mike's office, and Tom is talking with Mike in there. So I immediately go over to my desk and sit down and then Danny's there and Danny's like, 
Tim, what are you doing here in the afternoon? And then I'm like, I'm giving him my two, I'm putting in my two weeks. That's what I say. And then he goes, Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh no, like I'm actually putting in my two weeks. And he's like, Oh shit. And he's like, and we started talking about that. Um, and then Tom came out of the office and was like, uh, Tim, Mike's ready for you. And then Tom saw the envelope in my hand. and was like, Oh, what's that about? And I was like, I, I kind of just walked by and didn't say anything. And I think Danny told him what was happening. Uh, and then I went into Mike's office. Mike told me to go to the conference room. We go into the conference room. And then I just like immediately say like, Hey Mike, I'm putting in my two weeks. And he was like shocked. He was like, Oh shit. And like sat down and he was like, uh, and I just kind of explained everything to him, how grateful I was and how I'm just like transitioning, you know? Um, and he said, well, I don't know what to say to get you to stay. And so that's basically what he said. And I was like, yeah, I think it's just a new chapter in my life, you know? And so, uh, and so then he was very, and it was very awkward after that. And I even admitted it. I was like, I don't know how to have one of these conversations. And Mike was like, I don't know either. And then we just like, and then we just started talking about you. That was the best thing. So then I was like, oh yeah, did you hear that? Nathan, like just like proposed <laughs> that, that was the best. I did it to both Mike and Christine. Cause it made it so much less awkward to like talk about that. Um, you're so welcome. Yeah, You're that was a good engagement. <laughs> Your engagement made it less awkward because I could just, I just, to Christine, I did the same pivot. It made it so much better. Um, and I just told him about how, like, I started when I was 15, and uh, now I want to make this my career, and I'm just so grateful. And yeah, I laid it all out. And then, uh, yeah, that, that was it. Handed him my two week notice, left, and then I really haven't had a conversation with him since then. Um, it was pretty awkward, but I think that we both were kind of, uh, yeah, it's like, it's going to be awkward, you know? Um, and then I told Christine and Christine was obviously showed a little bit more emotion than Mike. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and she was definitely sad to see me go. Uh, but yeah, they both were very, um, very nice about it. So yeah, I was on Reddit for the sales subreddit and I was like, sometimes in sales, they just have you leave right away. Cause they don't want you to, but I think I'm handling so much stuff at Digicom that they need me to be there for the transition so yeah wow i wonder what they're gonna do after you man yeah i don't know they're not gonna get this cheap labor i did like even though i'm really grateful for them i also hooked it up like they're they have like just from three of my clients alone they're gonna be paying them for the next decade like so much like i made like there's like so many really really good contacts i got them and yeah so they also uh they've made a lot of money off me too so it's not um it's not a complete, like they hooked it up, but I also kind of hooked it up. So it's not a, it, I think there's some re- mutual respect there. And Mike told me I could come back whenever I wanted. He said, you feel free to come back if you ever want to come back. So, which it will never happen, but yeah. Well, it's N- nice, nice to gesture. know. Nice gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everything was very amicable. The real biggest one was when I told the VAs with the uh, cold callers. Oh, man. So we were on the meeting and they couldn't believe it, too. They said, like, oh, like, this is, they were like very, very sad, but they were very uh, happy for me, too. But they're obviously sad because they're probably going to be losing their jobs. So that sucks. But they all have second jobs. Like, this is all their, like, this is their B jobs. So at least that's a good thing. They all have main jobs. So, uh, it's not like they're completely fucked, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it sucked to leave them, and now the meetings are kind of awkward because it's like, oh, I'm leaving, and now I have like two more meetings with them, and yeah, but they they were all very very nice, and they were saying very nice things, and um, I I think they're all so great, so yeah, they were like, take me with you. They all said take me with you. They want me to take them, 
So that's cool to have like a team of cold callers that want to come with me though. So I wonder though, I was wondering, I was like, is it economical to like have them cold call for me like behind the company's back? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could hire them and it actually might make like financial sense, you know? Because you have a lot of independence with this new job where you could yeah, have, maybe even do that. No, I don't think that I'd be able to do that. I don't think the company would be okay with me doing that. But <laughs> I mean... Outsourcing? Yeah, I'll outsource. Probably one of them. I bet if I hired one of them, it actually might make like economic sense. I would hire... Yeah, I don't know which one I would hire. I, I kind of do, but I don't want to say it. But there's definitely one that's a little bit more reliable. <laughs> You're like, I, I don't want any names. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, because now... So basically, then on the call too... It was really funny. Well, now actually I'm like going to redo my whole Instagram because of this too, because I gave them my Instagram and they instantly were like, cause on the thing, they instantly were like, Oh, you have a podcast. You know what I mean? And I was like, and Oh, you made music. I was like, fuck, I got to get this off my Instagram. Why don't you just make it private? Just make your Instagram private. Well, I'm saying if I want to give out my Instagram, I kind of don't want people to know that right off the rip. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. I, I looked at your Instagram. It doesn't have that. So I was like, I've got to get a model it off that. I think. Yeah. Well, mine's um, also private. And I also, one thing that I, one kind of rule I do with my Instagram is anyone in my professional career, um, I'm just like not going to accept what I'm saying. their follow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to, I private my Instagram and it's like only people who are like not related to my career follow me. But like, oh, yeah, so like, but my your Instagram doesn't even have anything about your music or podcast. It kind of has like a few references to my music and stuff, but. Yeah, I just don't want people knowing about my personal life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if like people at work, um, and people at school. I need that philosophy. I need to do that. I like, I I separate the two. Like, so when people are at school, like, and they ask for my Instagram, I'm just like, oh, I I don't really um I don't have Instagram, which is kind of true. I actually really keep it deleted like 99% of the time. So I'm like, oh, I don't really have Instagram. And usually I just say like, just here, here's my number. Just just test, just just uh just text me. So everyone has my number at school. But they don't have my my socials. I need that. I yeah. need to do that. And in LinkedIn, we could connect on LinkedIn. That's that's also something I do. Is like we do LinkedIn number, but you ain't getting no access to my socials. You know. That's okay. Just, yeah. That maybe I need to do that. I need to need to private it and then yeah, archive. Yeah. You don't some have posts. to because that's still your personality. You know. It's like you know that stuff. So that I would just suggest that like just unpublic, just go private and don't hand out your socials to clients or to people you meet at work. Just keep that yeah which i didn't until i was leaving yeah yeah. so i told him i was leaving so it's really not a big deal but yeah 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 i also was like sometimes yeah even in that relationship though where it's like hey here's my instagram and you know um i don't know if i want them to be able to see that immediately you know or i i don't plan on giving my instagram to people at work until like i really know they're like friends like until they become like friends and not just like a work coworker. like because right now like like at like law school Everyone feels like coworkers to me. Like I don't really consider any of them friends. Um, who knows? Like maybe one day one of them like might be like a friend friend. But for now, it's like I just view them as coworkers, and they're not on that like level where I'd be comfortable. You know, I really try to separate the two. So I think I have like one person like ever from my whole like law journey who follows me on Instagram, which is um, one of my coworkers at the DAs. Um, and I figured like he's so chill. And once yeah. once um he requests to follow me, and I followed him, I saw his his whole personal Instagram is like so different as professional one. I was like, oh, this guy's safe because his Instagram is like super not professional. So I was oh, like, wow, yeah. yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, 
all right he trusts me so i'm like that's cool so i I accepted him but other than him like literally no one else i have like on instagram and stuff so that's just my philosophy instagram kind of like stupid now i don't know or like dumb i feel like you go on instagram now and it's like it's just like tiktok or anything else where it's like 90 percent of the shit isn't even like people you know or like it's just random i don't things. think yeah people don't really you know because people only post when it's like super significant and like there's like a few people on there like or like the consistent posters like consistent posters yeah and then like i feel like everyone else is just like doesn't use it you know yeah that's why i have like my my spam account that's where i actually like use it how it's intended that's how i feel like yeah, i don't have that i haven't used instagram yeah. like that since high school so yeah i'm not like i mean i still have to post my proposal photos that's something that i'm like preparing mm. so yeah i i don't i keep instagram deleted though like 99 percent of the time i just redownload it to post and i delete it again so um i don't even know what like it's going on on there it's crazy because for me i've actually transitioned to like being like a total computer user where like i i go on instagram like on my computer i go on like everything on my computer i barely use my phone anymore like my phone is like my portable computer but uh my yeah. computer is my main device so yeah yeah my main social media is like reddit which is like oh yeah i'm on reddit super, every single day i know it's so addicting and i have to like stop because i well, Reddit, yeah. Reddit's also educational, like from or at least my Reddit. My Reddit is like completely educational, pretty much. It's like maybe like twenty five percent entertainment. Oh. Mine's definitely more entertainment because it's like I'm on like um like Am I the Asshole and like that's oh, that's one of my favorite. What is the other You really one? think that Am I the Asshole is like? I guess that's entertainment. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, because uh, our such relationship advice. Like, I just like love reading all these people's stories. I don't. I feel like it's not. It's entertainment. Cause it's yeah, like reality TV. Yeah, you're yeah. just watching these random crazy stories and then you're like, all right, like you didn't really learn anything, you know, just like, Oh, it's random. Person. I guess. So, I guess. Yeah. I, I have learned a lot from Reddit. Don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of really interesting stuff I've learned, but it's, that's more like a byproduct of the entertainment I'm ingesting. And so I feel like, yeah, Reddit can be, can be tough to like, uh, it's, I'm definitely like kind of addicted. So I have to, I actually try not to go on it because I keep all my social media deleted on my phone. Um, so then I can only access social media. Well, actually, even on my computer, I keep all my social media logged out so that I can't even go on social media except for Reddit. That's the only one I'm logged in on. Well, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I and don't I, know. I try to like keep, stay off. For of it me, too. at least I go on some social media and I use it and I feel like icky afterwards. I'm like, I got nothing from that. You know, like that was just like pure yeah. nothing. But every time I go on Reddit, I don't have that same reaction. I feel like I go on Reddit and I'm like, this was a valuable use of my time. Like more often than not. I'm like, this was actually super interesting, super like crazy things that I was either reading about. And I learned, maybe learned a couple things. I saw a couple things in the news. Like you're at least getting a good mix. You know, it's not like completely brain rot. I feel like, and you're reading, you know, you're getting that, your mind's working a bit there. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Reddit is just, for me, like, it's my way of, like, figuring out, like, what a lot of people think about something. Yeah, yeah. It's like having, like, a pulse on, like, society. Although you know that there's only a certain portion of them on Reddit, which is more people who would be interested in, like, reading a lot and writing a lot. But, um, I don't know, like, for instance, like, with Oppenheimer, like, I was like, let's just see what Reddit thinks about it. So I, like, looked it up and I was like, I don't know. Like, I've got to see, like, some people really liked it, some people didn't like it, you know? But... 
I feel I like Oppenheimer is like super positive reviews. So like everything I've been seeing yeah. is like super positive. Some people don't like it. I saw one that was like on our slash unpopular opinion. It was like, I thought Oppenheimer was trash and I don't know. That's just one guy, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I just social media. Like it's, it's interesting. I just feel like I don't care a lot about it, which is why like if I care about my followers, then maybe I'd be like tempted to add the law school people. But yeah, to me, it's like, I literally don't. So I don't care if I, the law school people don't see my Instagram. I'm like, that doesn't matter to me, you know? So I just try to, I just am like professional people. You guys get my number and then friends and family can get my socials. For Oppenheimer though, going back to Oppenheimer, which we watched recently and uh, that was fun. But for Oppenheimer, um, I feel like it was really good. But it's not like on the same level to me as like the Dark Knight Rise or the Dark Knight and Wait, uh, we got we got to do this on di- we should do this on a different episode. You think it's on the same level as Interstellar and the Dark Knight? No, I was saying we should do it on a different episode. Okay, like, yeah, because because been... yeah, okay, it's All right, a good next way to separate time, it. Next time on the Badminton Podcast, <laughs> Oppenheimer, about, and you you could say what Utopia too or something. Oh yeah, and Utopia. Yeah, yeah. that that is something that that's been hyped up for a long time. Utopia from Travis Scott and I. I'm leaning on the side of I don't know what I think yet. I don't know. I don't think it's... But I also thought the same thing about Astroworld. So, but yeah, next time.